Good morning, gorgeous. How are you doing this morning? I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Welcome to the Dr. Dab Show. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Dab, and today we are talking about the power of your mind and what you let into your mind that can affect you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We're reading from the book, The Disciplines of a Godly Woman. This is a book club that I'm doing on my YouTube channel called Mornings with Michelle. This channel is specifically targeted towards women who want to grow in God. And I'm pulling these episodes for you here on the podcast. I took a poll and I asked if you wanted me to continue this book. And I got an overwhelming amount of yeses. So I'm going to go ahead and continue reading from this book here on the podcast. The audio is pulled from the YouTube video, so just an FYI. I first want to start by saying a sincere thank you to my two newest podcast supporters, Ryan Johnson and Candice Fulmore. Thank you so much for your support on my podcast. Thank you for your financial support, your gift, your love. I am so grateful and I pray that the Lord blesses you 100 fold and more in all areas of your life. Thank you for your support and thank each and every one of you who reposts the podcast, shares the podcast, leaves beautiful reviews in the podcast. I'm grateful for every single one of you as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and for your support. Today's topic is about the discipline of your mind. And this is one of the things that I would say is primary in your relationship with God. The reason why is because your mind is so powerful and it dictates every single thing that you do. But even more importantly than it just being powerful, your mind is a primary way that God speaks to you. So a lot of people are asking themselves constantly, why don't I hear from God? I want to hear from God. Does God speak still? What is God saying to me? How come I cannot hear God? You hear God in your mind. He uses your mind to speak thoughts to you. Therefore, if your mind is corrupted or is at risk of being corrupted, then you're tampering with the very thing that God uses to speak to you. The very thing that needs to be the cleanest and the clearest in terms of a spiritual pathway. So your mind is so important, not just for your thoughts and your behaviors, but because it's a direct channel of communication from God to you. So with that in mind, I want you to go ahead and sit back and relax, get something to write with, get something lovely to drink, and let's talk about this. So today we are talking about Disciplines of a Godly Woman. This is a book that we're reading by Barbara Hughes, and we're talking today about your mind, about bringing your mind and changing it into the mind of Christ, and how you as a godly woman can find ways to discipline how you use your mind and how you allow what you think to impact what you do. 
Your mind is the most powerful facet of your being because it determines everything that ends up happening in your life. You first have a thought and that thought leads to an action. Your thoughts can also impact your health, your physical health in terms of being sick, in terms of becoming pregnant. It can also impact your mental health and how you're able to show up in this world. So we need to be a little bit more careful about the way that we use our mind and what we let into our mind. So why don't you get something cozy to drink too? Because um, we're gonna probably be here for a while and it probably will be in segments because there's a lot, a lot to talk about. Cheers, shall we? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, chapter two. So she starts this chapter off by talking about this man who was like describing his day and all the things that he does and how he plays music when he's doing this and he listens to a podcast while he's doing that. And she asked, well, when do you think? Your mind is an instrument. God has given us this amazing instrument, the mind. We must not take it for granted. We need to program our mind wisely never leaving it unguarded, unthinking, and undisciplined. I have to start off by talking about social media. Social media is one of the places where our mind is free to run rampant. When you wake up and you grab your phone, and the first thing you do is check your Instagram or your TikTok or your YouTube channel and just start scrolling. That always starts off one way and ends up another way where you're there and you're literally looking at one thing after another, things that people have sent you and you're consuming all of this content just mindlessly. So many of us don't take time to actually stop and say, okay, what is this? Like, why am I watching this? Why am I reading all these comments? Why am I interested in other people's opinions about this thing? Or maybe you're watching something and it's like, this is something that I really shouldn't be watching. This is inappropriate. We leave our mind so open a lot of the times for filth, for negativity, for people to pour thoughts into our minds that bring us down. Maybe you had no problem with something and then you see something and now you have a problem you didn't have. So these are things that happen to us because we don't stop and say, no, nah, I'm not gonna watch that. And this is something I've had to learn on social media. When people send me lots of like reels and different people's posts, a lot of times I'll look at that like that still or whatever thumbnail they put. And if it looks like something that's just ridiculous or something that I feel could harm me, I don't open it. I don't watch it. And I have had people ask me plenty of times, why don't you open my messages or why don't you watch this? And I'm like, I'm not consuming that. I don't want to see a bunch of snakes biting people. I don't want to hear this person make all these crude jokes. I don't want to watch something that's going to upset my spirit. I'm very careful about what I choose to let into my mind. And even if it's going to bother someone or hurt someone's feelings, I didn't watch something that they sent me. It is not more important than what goes into my mind. And something I want to challenge you you know, as a beautiful woman of God to also start putting your foot down with, especially on social media. In the word of God, it says that we should guard our hearts above all else, for it is the wellspring of life. Proverbs 4, 23. For as he thinks within himself, so is he. 
and that's another scripture in Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 and that also can be translated to as a man thinks in his heart so is he which means whatever you think about as a person in your mind you end up becoming these scriptures tell us that the input determines the output our mental programming determines production and then she talks about a scripture out of Philippians which says whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 and what this scripture means is that God's programming for you is positive God wants you to think about good things Think about positive things. And this is hard in a world where there is an increase on negativity, an increase on gossip, on bad news, on things to come that are just horrible. Like you'll see videos of people saying like, God said that this person's gonna die. God said that there's this coming, there's that coming. And it's like constantly negative. Yeah, maybe it's entertaining or maybe it's true and we have to pray against it. But when you're only consuming negativity, that is something that will start to impact you and cause anxiety and stress and worry. And on top of that, this scripture is also saying that when you're thinking about anything, your mind should shift to positivity because God wants you to focus on things that are wonderful. And people will sometimes you know, have these thoughts that the enemy will plant in your mind where you think, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have children. I'm never going to get accepted into college. I'm never going to get a job that I actually love. Like you just have these thoughts and God is saying to take those thoughts into captivity and throw it down and start thinking about these things that are positive and good. You have to do that because as you start to do that, you will change as a person. And when you're not doing that, you're being disobedient. You're actually being in sin. We always think that sin is like the real bad stuff, but sin is also when you're not focusing your mind on things that are good. When you're not looking for those things and choosing to think about wonderful, positive, beautiful things. Many women may feel defeated because their past has been a series of bad decisions. Sometimes it's actually hard to think that you can change when you've regularly chosen the impure and the negative things of life. But no one can rationalize her present choices by the past. Okay, and this is why when you read God's word and you accept his promises for your life, you have to stand on them because the enemy will try to bring bad thoughts into your mind and remind you of all the bad choices that you make, all of the men that you dated that were just a mistake or the men that left you, all of the things that you used to do that no one knew about, all of the ways that you used to make money that were illegal. All of the things that you're trying to forget, the enemy will try to bring it back into your mind. And when you are consuming negativity online or wherever else, it also brings forth those things that are hidden in you back up to the surface. And then now you're thinking about your boyfriend who stole a car and got you in trouble, you know, because you're reading gossip about someone else's boyfriend doing something like that, right? It's like, you already put that stuff behind you and now you're getting dragged back into it mentally. Paul's positive programming guide demands rejection of negative inputs. Rejection of negative inputs. So make this truth a foundation for your life as a godly woman. A Christian mind is impossible without the discipline 
of refusal. Part of having a Christian mind is saying no to ungodly influences. So I'll ask, do you struggle with telling your mind no, with shutting out and shutting down certain thoughts? One thing I read in a book about the fruit of the spirit was when you have a thought that just comes out of nowhere and it's negative and it's impure and it's just not something that you would really want to be thinking, you shut it down by saying, that's not my thought. Like, no, that's not my thought. You could be looking at a woman who's extremely beautiful and you're like, wow, I wish I looked like her. <laughs> and then you went, you know what? No, 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 that's not my thought. She is gorgeous. I thank God for being the creative Lord that he is and making certain people so extremely beautiful that it makes us happy to look at. That's better than you sitting there hating on her, being jealous of her and bringing yourself down a path that's going to eventually destroy you. And it's there's nothing wrong with admiring people, but it's a problem when you're admiring them and also thinking badly about yourself when those thoughts start to trickle into you. I wish I had that. How come I didn't get that? How come God doesn't love me? How come men don't like me? How come I don't get a raise? How come I didn't get that job? How come I didn't get that part? You know, all of those things start creeping up instead of, wow, she's a really great model. The way she worked that outfit, like, I don't know if I could have done that. I need to work towards that. I need to work harder. I need to pray about this. I need to take more classes i need to advance in certain areas but i'm so happy that like they found the perfect person for the part that really helps those of you who struggle with jealousy is shutting your mind down and just saying no that's not my thought i just opened facebook and this woman just had a baby and i have been trying to have a baby for six years and this sucks like good for her no 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 no, no. that's not my thought I know that God will do his work in me when he believes the time is right. And I thank God for all that he's given me. I stand on his promises and I trust and believe his holy word. That's not my thought. You cancel that out and you do not even allow that thought to even become your own. You shut it down and you make it known to the enemy that that thought does not belong to you. And then she talks about the power of refusal in terms of the things that you watch. Again, like tv and that kind of thing because this book was written a while ago so i don't think there was social media when this book was written and she talks about how in her household she did not allow her children to watch television that was a decision that she and her husband made so if they went to someone's house and the tv was on they couldn't watch it and i've actually met people like that who did not have tvs in their home and that's a lifestyle that they wanted to live but they also knew that they were in a world where they could be getting made fun of or they could feel like they're left out of certain things but they said that they did not regret that decision that they made so she talks about how what's disturbing is that christian viewing habits are not any different than the world like people who are christians are not watching certain things that other people are watching like we're all doing the same thing is what she's saying and the difference between what the church accepts and what the world accepts is not very different as it once was. Tragically, the Christian community is watching the same degrading programs as the rest of the world. And this is so true and it's very difficult. I remember like being in church and I was in Sunday school. For those of you who live in other countries, in California, at least in America, Sunday school is not just for little ones. I know in some countries, Sunday school is like for babies and young children, but here Sunday school is for adults. 
So it's like church before church. So we meet in small groups and we talk. And I remember my Sunday school teacher telling me about how she was watching some movie. I think it was like, oh, I don't want to get it wrong, but it was like Fifty Shades of Grey or something like that. And she was talking about how she went to go see it and she was talking about certain things. And I was like, oh, I didn't know we could watch stuff like that, you know. But it was more of an eye opener. And this woman was in her 60s or 70s. She was much older. But in that, I was still surprised that she was watching that movie. And it's hard. It's very hard to say no to certain things, especially when most of the show or the movie is fine, but there's like certain things in it that are just against your beliefs. I struggle in this area so much because I genuinely love entertainment and media and music. And so after becoming a Christ follower, I had to stop. And it's not like I stopped because I'm like, I cannot watch this. I stopped because as I was watching these things, the Holy Spirit was convicting my heart and he was saying like, this is not right. Like you need to stop watching this. And sometimes I would push through and I'm like, no, I wanna watch it and I would just watch it and I would always regret it. I wouldn't feel good about it or I would have very, you know, demonic dreams, very bad dreams or bad things would start to happen. And I think that people are just so ignorant sometimes to the power of media and the things that people even do before they put out a song or before they write a movie. You know, a lot of these movies nowadays, it's not just drugs, it's not just violence, it's not just explicit sex. It's not just foul language. It's like there's actually witchcraft embedded in the things that you're watching. Like people literally put spells and stuff into the production because this is the age that we live in. And they're promoting this stuff, not just in adult movies, but even in cartoons. There are so many cartoons that just came out through like Disney and Pixar and different animations that have witchcraft in it, literally witchcraft. And it's just there. It's just there. They're doing spells. They're doing all this stuff. And the children are just watching it. There are cartoons and things out now where they're having gay and lesbian characters for children, children. You know, they're exposing them to so much stuff that if you're just allowing yourself and your family to consume anything, then your children are at risk of serious serious harm and it starts with you it starts with you being sensitive to god and saying i can't watch this and it doesn't matter that everyone is talking about it like, you cannot watch it you are different it's not for you you have been set apart you have been chosen by god you're not like everyone else and you have to just get over it <laughs> and stop fighting it you're not like everyone else it's okay it's okay. You're a child of God. What else would you rather be? So sometimes I'm watching a show and I'm like praying like, Lord, please don't let there be anything in the show, please. Because <laughs> I don't want to have to stop watching it because I like it. I like the show. And then they always introduce some crazy character or like they have these like sex scenes that are just inappropriate or they have like a gay or gay couple or, you know, something that just goes against my spirit and I can't watch it anymore and it sucks it really sucks and a lot of times like if someone invites me to watch something with them and i have no idea what the movie's about sometimes i'll look and i'll see like what category it's under it says like you know a rate has a certain rating or it has like okay horror or certain things to kind of cue me in into what i'm watching that's really important and then i always say like a little prayer 
I always say, Lord, if there's anything in this movie that could possibly harm me in the name of Jesus, please protect me from it. Because I have actually watched things that have harmed me physically. I've literally watched something and then the next day I've had an illness or something that was transpired from the evil that I was picking up and allowing into my eyes and my ears. And this has happened to a lot of people. They just don't know. They're just ignorant of spiritual things. I remember talking to someone and um, they were talking about that Jeffrey Dahmer, I think his name is, he was a serial killer and they made a whole documentary or a movie on Netflix about him. And everyone's like, oh, have you watched the movie? And I'm like, why would I watch that? Why would I watch that? And um, one of my friends watched it and then the next day she was like telling me how she was having severe pain in her uterus. It just came out of nowhere. All of a sudden she has severe pain. It's always like that. It's like pain that just comes out of nowhere. And I, and I first thing I asked her, hmm, like, did you watch anything last night? She's like, yeah, actually I did. And then she's like, oh. I was like, what did you watch? Of course, she didn't want to tell me, but she ended up telling me what she watched. And it was about the serial killer. And I'm like, why did you even watch that? You know, don't you think these things have consequences, these evil things? They do. And it's not always as evil as a, a serial killer, but other evil things you know that god calls evil these things impact you they're not for you your spirit literally hates it and you are giving it permission to enter into your life and we have to be more careful about this we have to be more careful about this even if you start watching something you can stop i also remember watching recently um a movie it was a christmas movie okay like why do I have to have my guard up for every single thing? A Christmas movie? So I was watching this Christmas movie with Eddie Murphy and Tracy Alice Ross. It was being promoted on Netflix. And I thought, okay, this, this looks interesting. I, I like laughing. Let me watch this. And as soon as the movie starts, it's like there was like some connotation about like the woman was talking about Christmas and he mentioned Jesus. And she was like, oh, Jesus Christ, no. You know, and I thought, okay this movie's about to be off <laughs> and in that interaction it was there was witchcraft it was like some spell book and then all these like demonic things were happening and it was so evil and i just couldn't believe that they were mixing christmas with evil you know and and i know some people say well you know you shouldn't be celebrating christmas well, i'm not talking about that okay i'm talking about media how we have to be mindful regardless of what category it's in the rating on it it's really about what it's promoting what message is it sending are you spiritual enough to be able to pick up on evil regardless of what form it's in so i know i went like bonkers and you're like girl what is in that tea listen this is very serious this is something that can steal from your life if you're not you know in tune spiritually with things that could be harming you we have to be careful about what we let into our mind because we end up thinking about it. it it settles in your spirit it stays with you it impacts you even if you don't want it to you can never have a christian mind without regular reading of the scriptures and serious bible study okay and i just want to mention something some of you are listening to this only on the podcast and for those of you you know i am reading a book so i i've seen some comments here and there someone mentioning how I'm, I'm always saying Christian women this and you have to be like this. 
I'm reading from the book and sometimes you can't tell when I'm speaking and when I'm reading because I try to sometimes make it seamless. So if you're listening on the podcast, just know that sometimes I'm speaking and it's not my actual opinion. I'm reading from the book. So I know that's really hard for you to understand sometimes because you're not watching this on YouTube. So you can't see the book in my hand. But as I'm speaking, just be aware that some of these strong statements or things like that is coming from the author. But I just I just had to say that because some of you are taking things a little bit too personally, thinking it's coming from me when really you should be focusing on the message. And if it's actually convicting you of something that you need to work on, you can never have a Christian mind without regularly reading the scriptures and serious Bible study. Why is this? Because you cannot be profoundly influenced by what you don't know. If you're filled with God's word, your life can then be informed and directed by God. Your relationships at your home, your parenting, your career, your ethical decisions, your internal moral life. The way to a Christian mind is through God's word. Once you know God's word, it's so much easier for you to discern what is good and what isn't good, what is right and what isn't right. It's not every single thing that's written in the Bible the Bible doesn't say I can't watch horror movies. Everything is not in the Bible that explicitly because God wants you to use wisdom. God tells you that wisdom is the most important thing that you can have. And wisdom is taking what you know and applying it. Taking what you know. What you know is in your mind, in your brain. You have to know things in order to use wisdom. You're applying what you know. So when you read the Bible, you get the concept, you get the idea behind what God is saying, and you use wisdom and you use a resource of the Holy Spirit to make decisions. And of course, prayer. But knowing the word helps you to know if you're misstepping. So if you are saying that you want to watch a horror movie and someone's like, girl, I thought you were in Christ. Why are you watching these horror movies? Show me where in the Bible it says I can't watch horror movies. <laughs> and that's what people say. Show me where. Where does it say it? Where? Where? Show me. Show me. Oh, 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 you can't show me. You can't show me because it's not in the Bible, is it? No, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> I'm wrong. You're right. Okay. It's not in the Bible. Go ahead and watch your horror movies and be scared all night. It's not about it being in the Bible. It's about you applying the wisdom. If it says to focus on your mind on good things, on pure things, on moral things, on right things, then how is that in line with watching someone chop up someone's body? How is it in line? You're applying the word of God into your situation. You have to read the word of God to know what God says about certain things. Okay, God says to be careful about what you let into your eyes for a reason. And then some people will say that they struggle to read the Bible. They really want to read the Bible, but they can't. And that's understandable. Again, I talked about how it's difficult to read the Bible if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you're not actually saved. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But let's say you are saved, but you struggle with reading. Maybe you have a learning disability. Maybe reading has, is just really hard for you. That's okay. There are other ways for you to get the message of the Bible. You can listen to the Bible. There are plenty of YouTube videos where people are reading the Bible. You can buy a Bible audiobook. There is actually a really cool, um, my, my mentor gave me this CD, so it's old, but it has the Bible being acted out by like black actors. 
And James Earl Jones, his voice is the voice of God. So he has that strong, powerful voice. And I used to listen to it while I drove. So they kind of like acted out the Bible. There's sound effects, different voices, beautiful voices, strong voices. And it helps you to be able to get the scripture. So I have to find the name of it and I will link it below. But it's a really nice way of having the Bible read to you. So you can have that. You can have the Bible app read out the scriptures to you. You can get it in your mind without actually physically reading. And I know some people, especially at the new year, want to give themselves a goal like, okay, this year I'm going to read the whole Bible all the way through in one year. And she says in the book that getting through the Bible in a year is a wonderful goal if you can manage it. It requires only five pages a day and offers a reachable annual goal. But I always say that's not the point. That's not the point to read it within a certain time if you're not actually soaking it in and you're not actually understanding what you're reading. And when she says five pages a day, girl, I don't know what Bible that is. It depends on the translation. I have a Bible that has like larger print, so it's probably gonna be more than five pages. It's really more about you understanding and soaking the word in. So I think it's a great goal if you can do it, but if you're doing it just to check something off of your list, that's not the, the right motive. You wanna be able to really take in the word as you're reading it, however long it takes. But for those of you who struggle with reading the Bible, let me know in the comments why. What is the main issue you're having? Are you falling asleep? What is actually happening? That was happening to me randomly out of nowhere. I just started always falling asleep. I couldn't even get through one chapter. And I ended up having to say this prayer. I was like, spirit of slumber in the name of Jesus, I cast you out. And I promise you, when I said that prayer, it's like, I just woke up. It's like, I don't know. It's It, it killed something that was influencing my reading time and so sometimes it's you sometimes it's not we live in a spiritual world there's spiritual activity happening constantly and if you're a woman who's trying to love god you're trying to get somewhere and the devil sees that you're getting somewhere you're getting close he will try to make you tired when you read and you have to cast that thing out and um, ask god for help and if you want to learn more about the bible you can join a bible study she talks about that in this book. That is a wonderful way to get to know the Bible a little bit more deeply. Because if you go to church and you have questions, a lot of the times you can't just walk up to the pastor and ask, why did Joshua, you know, I don't know, whatever, ask a question about something that you really have a question about. They don't have time for that. So the smaller groups are a time for you to connect with the pastor or with other people and ask your questions and have conversations. Some churches have Bible studies and sometimes there are Bible studies that are like regional. There is a website and I will link it below of a national and may even be a worldwide Bible study where you can sign up and regardless of like where you live, there's different topics where you can choose what kind of bible study you want to be a part of you can choose if you want to like be a part of a bible study that has a certain topic like we're studying the book of ruth who wants to join or you can be a part of one that's just like a women's bible study or a widow's bible study just different groups that really speak to your needs and it's virtual and some of them are like five in the morning because it's in Singapore. <laughs> so that might work out better for your schedule or you may have to wake up early, but that's a really nice way to connect and get more meat out of everything. 
is by joining a Bible study group. And then she talks about Christian literature and reading certain books that can help you on your walk with God. So this is all about renewing your mind. This is all about reprogramming your mind. We might actually continue this tomorrow. We're actually going to continue this tomorrow because I do want to talk about some other things that have to do with your mind. So I will see you tomorrow, God willing, and we'll continue. So I'm back. It's the next day. And I wanted to touch on something that I was talking about yesterday in regard to your mind. So when it comes to you and your thinking, something else with outside of like, you know, TV and music that can really impact your mind is witchcraft things like tarot cards things like manifesting scripting um listening to subliminal messages doing things like being into horoscopes life paths angel numbers all of that that whole world that whole new age witchcraft world is one of the things that if you have been part of that you realize down the road how much it can impact your mind so when i say that there are consequences to doing these things because they are of the devil they are evil practices is that they can eventually start to haunt you so what happens is you're being told on your horoscope that you're a leo and leos are like this and leos do this and maybe you even read your daily horoscope and you read your life path or things that in this demonic world they're telling you like this is who you are this is what's for you and so you believe it that becomes a stronghold that's like a chain that just got attached to your mind because now all the things you do you're thinking well i'm a leo so you know i'm like this and i'm like that and if you're a little bit different than what you read you are and you're confused and if you read that you're supposed to be doing these kinds of things or you've manifested this thing you become haunted in your mind your brain is then constantly thinking about these things it takes over you without you wanting it to now you're seeing things all the time you're you're seeing things you're trying to make sense of things that don't make sense you're trying to put things together thinking that your angel is talking to you thinking that you're expecting some kind of good news you're expecting some kind of bad news you're always in this state of confusion and delusion because those entities are trying to hijack your mind to conform you and lower you into one thing. When God has so much in store for you, God made you a mystery to the devil. The devil does not know who you are. It doesn't know all your attributes. All that stuff you read, you will always be confused because it's never going to line up completely because it's not based on truth. There may be some things that does you know, make sense to you because there are some things that people have been able to maybe uncover bits and pieces of in certain ways, but that's not for you. What's for you is the Bible. And a lot of times our minds are so consumed with wanting to know all about ourselves in a way where, you know, we want shortcuts, we want answers, we want to know the future. We want to be God. We want to control our lives. We want to know for a fact that we're going to be good. Our life is going to be great. We're going to have what we want. And so we go to fortune tellers. I don't want to say we because I do not. But people go to fortune tellers and go to people who are reading their palms and doing these demonic evil practices on them in hopes to get some control over their life, which ends up being 
a complete oppression to their minds. And, you know, I'm a psychologist, okay? So my whole work is with the mind. And I've, over the years, I've seen, like, you can be the most beautiful person, the richest person, the most, you know, quote unquote, blessed person. But at the end of the day, if you have a depraved mind, if your mind is not right, if you're dealing with mental illnesses, if you're dealing with intrusive thoughts, if you're dealing with things that are overtaking your mind, nothing that you have actually matters. You are hijacked. Your mind has been hijacked. So even if you're rich, it doesn't matter because you're depressed. Even if you have this beautiful child, it doesn't matter because you're depressed. Even if you have an island and you have a hotel and you have five businesses and you have all these things, it doesn't matter because your mind has been hijacked. So for you, you could be living in a hole. It makes no difference. You're completely depressed. And that's what I want to stop you from. That's what I want you to be healed from. If you've made those bad choices in the past or if you're making them right now, stop. Stop. Because you're hurting yourself in your mind. If you start thinking you're hearing things in your house, if you start thinking you're hearing voices, if you start thinking people are after you, if you start thinking that things are just happening in a sequence and this person's dying and that person's dying and now you're going to be like all of that is complete mental chaos and you don't need it. All you need is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus, and he will help you to find out the mysteries about yourself. He'll, he wants you to know yourself. He wants you to know what he has in store for you. He will tell you, he will show you, but you have to go through him and him alone. There's a scripture that talks about your eyes and what you consume with what you take in visually and how it can harm your body in terms of what I was talking about yesterday with watching certain things. And that scripture is Matthew 6, 22, where it says, the lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of lights. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Therefore, if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And that's just a scripture to stand on what I was telling you about the things that you watch. Your eyes, what you let in is a gateway. It's so important that you watch it because it is a lamp of your body and your whole body and everything that happens with you can be bad if your eye is. Now, let me get back to the book. I was like, I had some things I wanted to say. I want to make sure I said them. <laughs> In the book, she's talking about reading Christian books and literature. Again, this is a really wonderful way of building yourself up in your faith, of wanting to connect with God in different ways outside of the Bible. And it's so important. Like, if you have anything in your life that you're working on, let's say you want to just work on being better with your boundaries, then try to find a Christian book that talks about boundaries. Yes, you can read other books. It doesn't have to be a Christian book, but there's an added layer of one protection and two truth when people who are of God write literature because they bring the knowledge and then they add the scripture, which activates the power of God in whatever it is that you're believing God for. So, you know, there's that. And then there's also like you wanting to know more about certain things, like maybe spiritual gifts. 
you know, when you become in Christ, when you're born again, you're born with spiritual gifts. God gives you the ability to do certain things and empowers you with his Holy Spirit to do things that, you know, are supernatural. They're from God. And you may not understand what that means. You're like, what does that mean? <laughs> so if someone says that you have the gift of the working of miracles. You may say, that sounds really interesting. What is the gift of working of miracles? You can read books that talk to you about gifts. If you want to learn more about healing, maybe God has gifted you with a gift of healing in some way. You may want to learn, okay, what what does that mean? How can I use this gift? How can I grow in this gift? You may want to read Christian literature that has content from people who have worked in these areas so that they can pour into your life and give you wisdom that you don't have to go and seek and find on your own. As well as reading God's word, gospel women will want to read good books. Women are so busy today that they often find that they don't have the time to read. That's what they think. But it's amazing how many books you can read in a year simply by reading a little bit each night before the light goes out. It would be easy to read a book a month with this method. This would be 12 books a year. And this is why I do book clubs because I know most of you do not read and will not read <laughs> unless you're in some sort of a book club. And that's why I always want to like bring physical books into my content because there's knowledge wrapped up in these books and you're missing out on knowledge when you don't read. Reading a blog post is not the same as reading a book. Watching a YouTube video or a short is not the same as reading a book. Listening to a TikTok is not the same as reading a book. It's not the same level of information and um, books are something that also bring you a different level of peace when you read it just helps with your vocabulary it helps with your confidence and speaking um reading is just a really wonderful all-around activity and that's why i do the book clubs girl to help you to pick up a book every once in a while if you're the type of person who falls asleep after reading two paragraphs then keep a book in your car and read it while you wait that's always really good having a book in your car that's just there if you have to go get your car fixed if you have to go to a doctor's appointment that was something i did when i was pregnant i had so many doctor's appointments if you have children they probably have a lot of appointments having a book that you can just read during their appointments is a really nice way to get through a book she says that she has a daughter who has seven children and that's how she finds time to read during their appointments um, and then she says that her daughter usually actually doesn't fall asleep reading, but stays up too late reading. And that can also be a problem. If you're a big reading girl, then you may be up all night reading, which is not good. You have to always have boundaries with everything. So I want to know from you ladies, what is your favorite book that like really helps you on your walk with God? I know that there are so many really blessed, anointed, wonderful Christian authors I know this might be hard to just pick one, but I would like to know in the comments if there's any book that you read that really just changed you in your walk with God. It could have been a book about prayer, a book about a certain person in the Bible, a book about just something else like marriage or dating or whatever. I would love to know in the comments if you have a favorite book and if there's a book that just really changed your Christian life. 
All the Christians who have come before us are offering a wealth of accumulated knowledge and wisdom. And that's the whole point. People who have come before you are giving you this wisdom. Why do you have to go through it by yourself? Why do you have to figure out all of this stuff by yourself when people have already been there and are willing have taken the time to write an entire book for you to be able to have the knowledge that they have. Like that to me is a gift. Okay, that is that is a gift that I sometimes can't even wrap my mind around. Like I'm being educated, I'm being blessed because someone decided that they wanted to be kind enough to give me this information. That is a blessing. That is such a blessing. So think about it. Have you been reading any books that are helping you with your Christian walk? I know sometimes people just want to read books on like one particular area in their life, but you can read a book about dating and about being more feminine or a book about being a better housekeeper or a certain job that you're trying to get. Maybe you want a book to help you in a certain skill, but also just have one book that's really just about you and God that's helping you with your Christian walk. If you can commit to two books this year, that would be amazing. Like that is a great goal. We are in January. Can you commit to two books this year? Let me know. And lastly, she writes that the mind is greater than all computers because it can possess the mind of Christ and think God's thoughts after him, hear his heart and do his works. What an eternal tragedy it is to have such a mind, have it redeemed and yet not have a Christian mind. Bring your mind under submission to the gospel. Protect it. Say no to the spiritual wastelands that try to invade your home. Make a conscious effort to submit to the divine programmer through reading his word. Prayerfully commit yourself to reading and studying God's word. Then read the great works of those who've gone before you. What an opportunity that we can possess the mind of Christ. It is God's will for us in the gospel. So I hope that this helped you. There is a scripture that I would like to read before we go that I felt really just pertained to this issue of the mind. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds, we demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, taking every thought into captivity to obey Christ. And this scripture is basically saying that when you have thoughts that are not from God, for those of you who really struggle with intrusive thoughts, when you have these thoughts, you are taking these thoughts into captivity. You're taking these thoughts as they come in and you're bringing it to the obedience of Christ. You're saying, does this thought line up with what God has told me in the Bible? If the answer is no, then you are throwing it out, casting it away and saying, nope, that's not my thought. That's not for me. I don't want that. Like on to the next thing. So that is one of the most important things because we wrestle not with flesh and blood. The things that we're dealing with are not things that we're seeing. These demons, these high ranking demonic spirits and powers are not in your face. You can't look and see, oh, this, this is why I'm thinking this is this little demon over here is doing all this and I'm listening to it. That's not how we experience the world. But these are spiritual entities that are invading our minds if our minds are not on Christ, if our minds are not on the truth, if we're not able to catch a thought and be like, ah, 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 that's not my thought. You know, if we're not able to catch it, then we don't really know that it's not even ours. 
and then we accept it and we live in that thought and we do not need to do that because as a child of god you have the truth you have the real you have what he said you have his word and his word doesn't change god is not a man that he should lie <laughs> and he's not a son of man that he has need for repentance he is the truth and as long as you stay in the truth you are protected so i pray that this message was a blessing and i hope that it helps you to just be more careful about what you let into your mind about the things that may be tormenting your mind that you need to pray about and ask the lord to take off of you and watching what you consume what you allow people to send you just tell them girl stop sending me stuff like this i don't want to see a bunch of weird videos like this let them know that you don't like it let them know where you stand okay people can be used to cause problems for you be strong enough in yourself to start putting boundaries on the things that you consume the things that you allow your mind to take part in i love you and i thank you for spending your morning here with me i hope that you have an incredible day and until next time bye, -bye.